So today, we're going to be talking about the beauty of service, and, and it's a, a bit different as well. Uh, I'm going to stop apologizing for you know, having different, different kinds of services. It's just the way we are. Uh, uh, so so uh, I've, speaking of beauty of service, I've, I've got my wife with me today. Woohoo! Are you on? I'm on. Oh, very good. All right. <laughs> so uh, before we get started, though, I just want to say thank you for making this so easy because coming in after announcements, I don't have to be afraid of how I'm going to do. So. <laughs> anyway, I can help you, baby. So anyway, I can help. Uh, and he's also, he's taken the women's retreat and he brought it to you uh, again at a discounted price. So, yeah, because this is what we did for, for uh, the women's retreat. So, Yeah, the, uh, uh, this uh, uh, is one of the things my wife taught on, and uh, I thought she did a good job enough that I was like, you know what, we got we to gotta share that with the whole body. We got to share that with the whole church. Uh, so, so today, again, we're, like I said, we're going to be talking about the beauty of service. And, and uh, I know we spent uh, several weeks talking about gifts. Thank you guys who filled out, those of you who filled out the spiritual gift surveys, man. You guys did great. We, we wound up with a stack of them. And uh, was there anyone in here that, it, that surprised you? Like, that you were like, man, like, I didn't realize that that was some of my gifts. Or I didn't, the rest of you, did it pretty much kind of confirm something that you maybe are, you already knew or felt about yourself? Or, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully it did. Um, but either way, hopefully it opened up the potential of how you can be utilized and how you can serve in the kingdom of God. So, uh, so bear with us. We're going we're gonna to chat with you real briefly. And then what we're going to do is uh, we've got the AC going in the atrium. So hopefully it's still on in the glass atrium out there. Uh, we've got some tables set up uh, to show some areas of the church. Uh, it's not necessarily an exhaustive uh, uh, presentation of what all the church does, but this, for our, for our um, nice petite congregation, this is a good representation of some of the key areas of service that we perform, not just in-house, but also out to the, the, the community. And so we're going to give you a chance, uh, the staff, we've been kind of like codenaming this when we've been preparing for it as uh, the job fair, right? So, so it's a job fair of, of sorts. We're going to chat here. We're going to try to keep it to about 20 minutes. And, uh, I mean, I can do that. Yeah, she can do that. I don't know if I can, <laughs> but we're going to do our best. And, uh, and y'all bear with, this is the first time we've tag teamed to preach before. Yeah. So you guys are seeing a first, right? So this may bring on more prayer. Tag team. <laughs> tag team back again. Amen. All right, let's see. Let's All right, so here we go. The beauty of service. Uh, I, w- I want you guys to turn your attentions to Hebrews chapter 2, 24 and 25. This is what we're going to try to do today. Because if, if I am serving as part of the fivefold ministry, which remember we learned was apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. If I am serving in a pastoral capacity, my job is not just to run a church and preach sermons. Uh, and which is kind of what pastors have kind of evolved into. And I'm not sure why. Because Ephesians 4 basically says that the job of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for acts of service in the kingdom of God. And so that's, that's what my, my heart and my job is, is to try to equip you guys and equip all of us to, to better serve in the kingdom of God, whether it's here in the fellowship or in the marketplace or at your house or in the neighborhood in some way or another. So, so we're going to uh, take a little hint from the apostle Paul here, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us 
Everyone say us. us. All of us. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. That's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to come up and think of some ways to motivate each other to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Woo! I didn't say it. The Apostle Paul said that. The preacher's, preacher's fussing at me. No, I'm not. Paul is. Uh, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. So what we want to do today is encourage you, uh, uh, spawn you on, and come up with some creative ways that, that you can uh, participate in acts of service. Many of you are already serving in some capacity, and thank you so much. Uh, we all have different capacities in which we can serve, and, and so we're going to talk about that. So basically, how many categories can we sum everyone in this room up in? Technically four. Four. Say, so, well, you can't put me in a box. Well, we're about to. We're about to put all of y'all in a box. And we're about to put us in a box. Uh, basically, we can, we can divide all of us up into four categories. None of these categories are, it's not like, well, these people are good and these people are not so good. It's, it's, hey, this is just where we're at. And so what I'm asking you to do is to take a serious, honest look at yourself to say, hey, where am I at? Where do I fall? And wherever you fall right now, that's, it's okay, right? Uh, I believe as the Holy Spirit works with all of us, we'll eventually kind of migrate into one particular category. But what's, what's the first category, my love? Well, since you asked, it's willing and able, meaning you're physically, mentally, and emotionally able to, uh, to serve. And not only that, you're willing, right? Yes. Like you're, and and uh, so we've got some folks who, are, who fit that criteria. Really, anytime you work for, if, if, if you're going to volunteer for anything within the, the fellowship or anywhere, really, ultimately, that's the box you wind up migrating to, right? Uh, because if you don't want to do something, you're not going to do it for the most part. But, but what, what we want the Holy Spirit to do is to, to migrate all of us to that box for something, to being willing, hey, I'm, I'm willing to do this, and I'm able to do it. You know, I've got the time, I've got the resource, I've got the energy, I've got the, the, the bandwidth mentally, I can do this. Uh, you know, not, not everyone is there for everything, and that's all right. But, but what we're trying to do is help you find where you're there. So is there an example you got in your life that you, you feel like you fit this bill? I think I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all don't know, we're going to have a good time at the marriage retreat because we're teaching session one. But I can say for number two, which is willing and unable, uh, I'll be very transparent. So willing and unable are people that want to serve, but maybe um, they don't feel that they can. And that can be your work schedule, um, can be family commitments that you have, um, and if I'm really transparent, I'll say this is me uh, in a couple of areas for the church, and that's um, children's ministry. Um, I know you find that shocking because I have so many children, but um, it's a it's a stretch for me. And um, so I have I have kind of migrated to the willing and unable with the notion that I don't know how I can do it because I don't want to teach a class, right? That's not my my thing. And, um, but as I have talked with Pastor Romo, she has encouraged me that 
Um, no, actually, if you come in and you set up, or if you help tear down, or you know, there's a million other things you can do behind the scenes that doesn't require you actually having to interact with anyone. Um, and so uh, that suits me. <laughs> I'll let you read between the lines. Um, because I'm not, that's not where I, uh, I feel called. So anyway, that has moved me from the willing and unable to being a willing and able person that can help in children's ministry, even if it's not, it's not my gifting. So, so if you think you fall in this category, willing, I want to do something, I'm just not necessarily able to do it. You, you may only be unable because that's where you think, you, you, you may think, I don't have the time to do that. But there may be something you can do. You know, uh, for, for instance, my, you know, my wife does not work in tiny gathering, but every Sunday she's wheeling some of their equipment that they use in there, you know, from, from the storage closet. She'll wheel it in there and get it I, prepped, right? I, I thought I gave a pretty good example. So, and we don't have to, hey, this, this feels what, like you're beating what, a dead horse. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong? Uh, so, uh, with, for, for another example, uh, you know, we, we've referenced Bode Alatunde. Right, Bodhi Alatunde, who uh, with his time and some of the commitments with his family, and they're doing a lot of travel, their kids are involved in sports. Uh, Maddox uh, right now is recovering from rotator cuff surgery, so keep him in prayer. Uh, but he will, he will show up and pull all the chairs out of the closet for us prior to service. Now, whether he's able to get, be here in service or whether he's got other commitments, he'll, he'll go on his morning walk, he'll, he'll sit there and do that for us. And even if he didn't have time to get them set up for us, at least they're out. You know, there's, there's something, he has found something, he, he's willing, and he, and he found something that he was able to do. So that's, that's kind of the creativity of it. So what's the next, what's the next category for us? It's unwilling but able. So you can serve. You have the ability to serve. Sorry, that was that was no, a hard right. that was a hard consonant. Um, but you're you're not really willing to do it. So so some of us are falling. Yeah, like you know, man, I got all the time in the world. I got the ability. I just really don't want to do it. <laughs> You know, now does that mean you're a bad person? No, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Uh, it just means that you you've not found something that has ignited you. You know, uh, and it may be that like if you're like you know, look, man, I'm I'm able to show up and do things, but man, I I can't do hospitality. I don't want to be the first face that someone looks at when they get here. I I don't want to be the first person to shake their hand. I don't want to you know. Well, okay. So you're unwilling, you, you may be able, you may have the time, you may wake up at 5 a.m. every Sunday and, and get coffee and, and you're good to go, you, you, but you're not willing to do that. Well, there's, then find out what you're willing to do. Ask the Holy Spirit, what, what are we willing to do, Holy Spirit? Uh, I will say this, uh, if there's something, and some people ain't going to like this, but <laughs> if there's something about the church that irritates you. Usually our purpose is revealed in our pain, if that makes sense. You know, uh, so, so sometimes folks don't like it when they say, they say, Pastor, this, this is bothering me. And I'll say, okay, well, hey, would, would you like us to help, would you like to help spearhead 
this so that we can, you know, kind of present a solution. That would be a really good idea. And it, would ca- it catches them off guard, right? <laughs> so, so oftentimes, as a matter of fact, some of the folks that we have working in specific ministries, is, it's because they saw something and they're like, oh, no, that's not how you do it. Just, oh, just give it to me. I'll do it. I'll do it, right? Well, what was it? It was the pain, the agony of seeing it done a particular way that they knew oh, it can be done better. Well, what's that? That's the Holy Spirit spurning you on, you know? So, so uh, if, if you're trying to figure out, okay, what, I really don't know where to get involved. Sometimes, you know, identify that. Hey, if there's something that's just bugging you, sometimes that's the Holy Spirit shining in you saying, hey, by the way, I'm tapping you to go take care of that. So, so well, you're the pastor. I thought you were supposed to take care of it. I can't even take care of my household. You see what I'm having to deal with here, right? <laughs> You see this attitude I'm dealing with, right? So, all right. So, what's the final, my love? What's the final one? Unwilling and unable. Unwilling and unable. These are folk. Uh, say, well, what, what do we what do we do with these folk? Well, we love them. Number one, right? Yeah, we, we're called to love everyone. <laughs> now, whether now, I, are these bad I, people? I find myself in the, um, sometimes I'm unwilling and unable to do that, but I try. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, I think uh, really the only change happens when we, we can submit and um, be in alignment with God. That's good. In that one, so. Well, and, and if someone is unwilling, that's number one, that doesn't make them a bad person, right? No. It, it, it just, it's just where they're at. You didn't sound real confident on that. Well, I've been told I have opinions, but <laughs> no, it's, it's not a bad thing, uh, but it, it's a God thing. And there's not really a whole lot that I think, in, in my opinion, I don't think there's a whole lot we can do without God intervening in that. And he will. I agree with that. It's, if, if, if someone is going to serve, whether here in the fellowship or wherever, it, it's got to be something that the Lord draws them to. And, and that's, you know, I, I don't want us to ever, I don't want anyone to ever feel pressured or manipulated or anything. Uh, that, you know, number one, the Bible says that manipulation is the same as uh, uh, witchcraft. And we, we're not going to be practicing witchcraft at Gathering Church. So. But it does bring, um, I'm, I'm kind of tapping him because I'm like, no, nope, I got a story to tell. Oh, and It's really hey, an analogy. Because, and I shared it at the women's retreat because to me when I heard this, um, it really convicted me, and that is, um, you know, we, we think of Christmas and Christmas presents, and uh, we as parents, you know, for me, it, it was always exciting to see my child's face opening the gift and hoping, hoping that they would enjoy it, and um, so that was always a, a fun time to me, but uh, what if I gave them the gift and they just said, thanks, and they just set it aside? Um, how would I feel? And what if they actually um, said they didn't want the gift and found excuses not to use the gift? And I thought, how often do we do that with God's gifts? Mm. And so That's good. when you are convicted, as I was, you start looking for how I can move myself to the willing and able. Amen. So you have... Uh you told me you have eight benefits yeah, of serving, that there is eight incredible spiritual benefits of serving. At least. <laughs> All right. This is the, the Erica Butler list. Okay, very good. Much more concise than the David Butler list. If I want to keep it in 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
Uh, so with bullet number one, it gives us a sense of purpose, right? We, we're acting in our gifts and we're operating in our gifts, so it gives a sense of purpose. Um, the next one is it increases joy and peace because of one's obedience. Obviously, if you're not being obedient to God, uh, he'll keep tugging on you. So you're... Uh, well, we were, I was pointing out that this is the kingdom of God right here. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, rightness, doing the right thing, which is obedience. Mm-hmm. And peace and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. So you can encounter the, the kingdom of God by serving. Isn't that, isn't that pretty awesome? The next one uh, probably speaks to a lot of people. Decreasing stress and anxiety, which can lead to a longer life. It does, hey, that's more time with me, baby. You, you keep serving. You yeah. keep serving, baby. Yeah, I, I do it every day. That's right. um, but if we just go on to the next two points, uh, they all kind of go together. So, so helping both. connect to others, making a difference in their life, and taking the focus off yourself. Um, because in all honesty, um, another transparent moment for you. When I have been going through some very, very trying times for myself, the best way to, um, to kind of get through those times were when I took the focus off of myself and I looked at someone else to help. Amen. Because suddenly my problems didn't, they weren't replaying over and over in my mind. And it helped me focus on someone else. And so it made life a little bit more manageable for me. So I encourage you to um, look at that because uh, another thing that God often tries to work with me on is teaching me humility. So, um, and he finds a way to do that too. And sometimes that's not very comfortable. Um, Your next point is allowing you to use and operate the gifts God has given you. So if you're, if you uh, are doing it, then that's that's a benefit. Which we learned the other week that that's actually how you grow. You know, Bible study doesn't make you grow. You're, Memorizing you're, scripture, that's all good going stuff. Going to point eight. Oh, is that point? Oh, I'm getting yeah. ahead. Oh. Yeah. So the next one is. That's since, prophetic. Since I'm we're flowing in the prophetic, y'all. Since, since we are increasing joy and peace in and righteousness, um, obviously we are working to advance the kingdom of God. And our last point is increasing your faith as you see how God is moving. Um, so for me, I would kind of uh, liken this to watching your Red Sea moments helps me, right? I get to see how God is working in your life. And your testimonies actually help me uh, increase my faith. I can look back on my own as well, but walking through the things with each other um, it, it does help strengthen our faith. Amen. That's good preaching. So that's my I don't know about y'all. That's good preaching. I'll receive that. And you've got some scriptures you want to I do. Um, so Galatians 5.13 says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Um, and, and really, for me, that is... Um, the beauty of service, and I'm probably jumping a little bit ahead, uh, but this is really the point of this for me. Um, this is the message I, I truly believe God um, brought to me with the women's retreat is we are to glorify him, and that is the beauty of service. And so if we Amen. look at this um, not in ways to um, benefit ourselves or use it for ourselves, 
uh, it really does bring glory and honor to him. Um, my other uh, scripture that I, I liked for this was Colossians 3, 23 and 24, encouraging us to work willingly at whatever we do as though we are working for the Lord rather than for people. Um, remember, the Lord will give you your inheritance as the reward, and the master you are serving is Jesus Christ. And so um, even if even if serving feels uh, a bit laborious to uh, for each other, um, as sometimes being married can be, um, we're actually doing oh, it. Oh, talking about? We are doing it for the Lord, not for man, and uh, He will provide uh, our inheritance. We don't need the accolades or the um, or any of the. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the word that I'm looking for. Well, I don't we're not need, looking for the praise. Yeah, I don't need. Because he gets the I don't praise. need the praise from everyone else because it's ultimately coming from him. And and sometimes you got to get past your own flesh. To, yes. Like in serving, you know, like it, it's very common with anyone, even you know, look, there, any pastor that won't admit to this is lying. That there are Sundays that you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to go to church, and your wife has to say, you have to, you're the pastor, right? I mean, it's. We're, we're human just like anyone else. So in other words, you, you have to get past your own flesh sometimes to serve. You've got a good heart. You want to do it, but there's days that you're like, you know, or, so there may be something that's planned and you're like, I, and so what's a good example of that with you when it comes to something that we, we've been uh, well, doing? Well, actually, I had another point I wanted to make before that. Oh, well, well feel free to make that then. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other things that, that, um, in talking about doing your spiritual survey, and I'll admit that you know I was surprised by mine. Um, and sometimes you feel like those giftings don't uh, really speak to what you believe about yourself. But the the truth is that God doesn't make a mistake, and um, so you are given your gifts based on His sovereignty, and. Um, he might be stretching you or growing you to equip you for what the purpose is that he has planned for your life. And so don't, um, you know, I looked at mine and I thought, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, but the truth is, is he's not, he didn't make the mistake. Uh, I just haven't caught up to him yet. Um, and the other thing is, is that God, honestly, God does not need us for anything, right? He's God. He can that. do anything that he wants to do. But he doesn't, he doesn't force us into the relationship, Amen. right? He invites us. And that's the same way with um, serving. It's our privilege to be able to serve others through him. And in some cases, that may be the only time they see Amen. Christ in us. Um, the Bible says that we are co-laborers with him. And yes. It's kind of like how many of you moms let your kids uh, help you make, make a cake? Or help you do something with dinner, right? Is it because you you honestly needed their help? I'm trying to make this cake. I need an extra set of no. It's it's you know you're you're calling them, and sometimes they don't necessarily do a good job. They make a little extra mess, everything else. But why why are you doing that as a parent? Because you're engaging with them, you're teaching them, you're helping them to grow, and you're you want to connect with the same thing with the God does with us. He is a co-laborer with us. He doesn't need us. But he invites us to come work with him because he wants to connect with us and he wants to see us grow and he wants to show us how to do it. So, 
And just an example of this, and, and again, it's, it's me being very transparent with you. Which, um, that's what I was actually setting you up for, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because I can't do anything by myself. Um, but... <laughs> I didn't, hey, I didn't say it. If you want to admit the things, I mean, we'll have confessional here, but we... No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, in all honesty... Um, Brunch for butlers is a stretch for me. And, um, and yet, my husband is thrilled about it. He can't advertise it enough. And as the time gets closer, I start getting more anxious because I'm like, oh gosh, people are going to be coming into our house. Is the house going to be clean enough? It, or is there going to be enough food? You know, what well, are, there'll you be know, enough food, trust me on there, that. <laughs> And uh, so even up to the night before, I'm like, ah, did we really have to do this? Like, oh, my goodness. Um, but you know what? Sunday morning of brunch with the butlers comes. Uh, the house looks fine. And um, they're, once everybody starts coming, I relax, and I have a great time. Uh, there is always plenty of food. I don't know that that's because of the cook. Or because uh, it's kind of like a fish and loaves kind of thing, and God's like, <laughs> you know what, you're doing it, so let's keep it going. <laughs> but at any rate, we never run out, and um, I have a good time. It is, um, it is a true blessing. So for those of you who have come, don't worry. Uh, it was a blessing for me. Uh, this isn't anything against you or your company. Um, but by the time it's over, I've had a fantastic time, and I'm ready to go again. I'm like, when are we, when's our next one? But then it still goes back to the same cycle. <laughs> so you have to get away. You got to get out of your own flesh. Yeah, sometimes. you do. You got to get, you got to get past it. So don't, um, I guess I say that in, in trying to be relatable, like we don't all get it perfect. This today hasn't all been perfect, right? But it's exactly pretty what, close. <laughs> it's what, that's what God is, has, uh, asked us to do. And, um, so I would just encourage you that even if you don't think you have um, something to offer, you do, and you have more than enough. And um, we all need it, and we all are blessed by it. And the gift that we get from it is that it blesses ourselves. So. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray. And uh, when we do, I want now no one like say, whoo, man, you know, I'm going to sneak out. I don't want to go look at those tables. Yeah, because we are going to come back and sing one more song before, before we're dismissed. But take, we're going to take about 15 minutes or so. And I want you to go around, look at tables that are set up. We've got to divide it up from hospitality. We've got some Bible study stuff to show you. Now, these are the three Bible studies that are functioning right now. We would love to plant two more. So pray if you want to open your house for a Bible study or if you, you want to teach and go, you know, and, and we'll find a, a house for you to teach in. We've got outreach uh, some, of the, uh, some of our examples of the outreach that we do, uh, we've got children's ministry, we've got youth ministry, and, and also tech. Uh, if you're like, well, I can't do techs. Well, trust me, if, if you, you, you know how to turn on your TV and work the remote, trust me, you can do something in tech if you wanted to, trust me. Uh, and and, and be, be creative. Chat with the people. Uh, or if you want to look around at the tables and say, I, I really don't want to volunteer for anything, Number one, no one's trying to force you to volunteer, but go around and explore and find out what our church is actually doing. Like I said, when you sow financially into this congregation, 
it, we're putting it to use. I mean, it, is, it, it takes uh, finances, it takes resources, it takes people to do everything that, that you're going to see out there. Uh, and, and also get creative. Ask, ask the folks that are manning the tables. Hey, I, you know, kind of like my wife said, I, I don't really want to have to teach kids, but is there something I can contribute? Yeah, hey, help set up, tear down. Uh, in other words, there'll be something creative that you can do in some way or another. So does that sound good? Yeah. All right. And also grab you some coffee and stuff. We're going to have fun doing this. So, but let's pray real quick. Uh, those of you who are working tables, feel free to start sneaking out there and manning a table real quick uh, while we pray. Let's all bow our heads. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this family. I love all these folks so much, Lord. Uh, thank you that you would put them in uh, our, our fold, our, our, our sheep pen. It's really your sheep pen. Uh, Lord, so teach us, move us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to direct hearts uh, to see uh, some of the things that are taking place and see perhaps how they can help facilitate. Or perhaps, uh, perhaps you move on a heart that sees a table that doesn't exist yet and, and a new ministry, a new department is birthed out of uh, someone looking around and, and not seeing something. Holy Spirit, you are so creative and imaginative. We just pray that you do your job and your work today. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Feel free to take a look around. Like I said, if you want to grab you some more coffee and do so. Uh, don't, don't go too far here in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to come back and sing one last song.